Hello, everyone. Welcome to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Lewis, joined by my fellow co-host, David Bierman, who's had a red-hot uh, Sunday with his picks. David, how are you? I'm great. It's a good day. The Dolphins won. Hit the, uh, and we've talked about it on the show. I don't do teasers often. I only do them when I go through a couple of key numbers. But on the podcast, I gave out the Dolphins slash Texans. That hit had the Texans solo plus two. That hit as well. Uh, and then the under third straight week, I've hit an under in the 30s. I mean, that's starting to become a pattern. Yeah. Like people avoid that, but I have no problem doing it. Two teams are bad offensively. I mean, and none of them were a sweat, by the way. None of them were a sweat. No, I uh, learned my lesson in week one. I'm forgetting which game it was. It was a really low total. I was afraid to take the under. And then ever since then, I have not shied away from these low unders. And they pretty much hit every time. I've had a really good thing going with my best bets in weeks four, three and four. This week, not so much, but I'm partially going to blame you and Cats for this one because two of my favorite bets, you guys beat me to it in the best bets column. And it's not fun to double up on picks when our job here is to give out our favorite picks to the people to have them tag along. Hey, what you like is what you like. I don't mind you doubling up. We can even go oppo. At the end of the day, what you like is what you like. I'm not going to cost you money. Or or the uh, I've the been listener. in real life though, so you didn't cost money. You didn't good, cost me good, money. Good, 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 good. Column sake. But yeah, I mean, we're looking at it undefeated Sunday. Uh, it'll be the second time in three weeks. I know you went undefeated two straight weeks in a row. It was my week to go undefeated. So uh, hopefully, we'll cap it off on Monday night. Yeah, I was due. But um, let's move on to uh, the Monday night game. Really good Sunday night football matchup this week. Underwhelming Monday night football one to say the least. Green Bay Packers at Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are short home favorites right now, minus one and a half. Jimmy G was out last week, but he's out concussion protocol. His player props are up, so you could assume he's going to play. No player props for Devontae Adams at the moment, but it'd be a shock if he doesn't play on Monday Night Football against his old team in a really nice revenge spot. But from looking at the spread, total money lines, anything stick out to you here at first glance? It's not the most glamorous game in the world, but when you look at the line, it sort of confuses me. And this is what I wrote to in the column was, you know, the Raiders at home on Monday night, primetime, people want to give them some, you know, let them be the favorite because they're home in primetime. Did, did anybody remember two weeks ago when we sat here and the Raiders were home on primetime and they got beat by a Steelers team that is not exactly blowing the roof off anybody? So I'm not buying it. Raiders are one and three. Their lone win was a week one fourth quarter comeback against a Broncos team that we now know is worse than bad. The only thing the Broncos have done all season is rally to beat the horrible Bears. You saw what they did on Sunday, losing badly to the Jets. We're realistically, Brian, one play away from the Raiders being winless. Talking about Josh McDaniels job, talking about Caleb Williams, number one pick. So I'm not buying anything on the Raiders. I'm not going to sit here and say the Packers are a great team. Uh, we saw how bad they looked versus the Lions on Thursday Night Football, yeah. but that was a long time ago. That was 11 days ago. 11 days rest. They're the better team top to bottom. They're getting points. I'm telling you, I don't need them. I'm going to take them straight up at the money line at plus 105. It's not going to be a huge play. Don't love this game, but I'm going to pick the Packers money line to win outright plus 105. Yeah, once I knew you were liking the Packers going into us recording this, and I noticed we – not just me and you, but myself and Sapi and some of our guests, I tend to ha think have pretty similar thinking a lot of you guys. So I want to go into this one going heads up with you. I was trying to find reasons to take the Raiders instead of the Packers so we could, get a little, we could have a little head-to-head -head action for the first time of the podcast. But 
I really couldn't find myself going there. I mean, like you said, the Raiders are should be 0-4, and, and each passing week, a win over the Broncos looks less and less impressive. And with the Packers, I mean, they got blown out Thursday Night Football last week, but two things. One, as you mentioned, 11 days of rest, and two, this Lions team must, might be really good. And that really isn't as bad as loss as it might seem. And Jordan Love had two weeks in a row where he didn't have Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. And they both were back last week, has him again tonight at more full strength. And Jair Alexander might be back this week, which would be a huge boost with their secondary. So even though I'm not impressed with Jordan Love, I just think this Packers team is a whole lot better than the Raiders, even who I was really down on going into the season. And after one week, one win, I got a little worried about my prediction for them, but now it's starting to um, look pretty accurate. Yeah, and they're, they're not a bad team. And if you look at that division, I mean, it's obviously the Lions to lose at this point. They're the best team in the division, and it's probably not that close. Vikings aren't going to be there. The Bears are terrible. And, you know, the Packers will probably finish second in that division. And you're right. They they lost to a really good Lions team that came out and, and beat them up pretty fast. Um, they rallied against the Saints. They lost in the last minute to a Falcons team that's – been winning some close games. So I'm not ready to sell on the Packers. I'm not buying them either. Uh, but the Packer team, they're two and two, and they're probably going to be eight and eight at some point, wondering what's going to happen the last week of the season. But I don't think they're a playoff team. It's not like the NFC is that strong. Yeah, I think they definitely, now that they have the additional playoff team, you have seven each year now from each conference. They definitely could be in the mix there. And from before we started recording, I was going to Aaron Schatz's uh, DVOA rankings. Now that we're almost a quarter of the way into the season. There's a big enough sample size here to really have stronger opinions when we're looking at the data and taking and just inferring from that. It pretty much aligns with our thinking here. We don't think either of these teams are good, but there's still a pretty big gap between the Packers and the Raiders. The Packers are 21st in DVOA. The Raiders are 30th. So again, no, no, neither of these teams are good, but the Packers are certainly less bad than the Packers. The Packers are certainly less bad than the Raiders, excuse me. But, um, Let's go to the player props for this one. Once they're up, I will be eyeing the Devontae Adams number just because of the revenge game on national television. And when you're playing on a team as bad as the Raiders are, this might be the equivalent of the Super Bowl for Devontae Adams this year, if we're being honest. But what's look what's what's actually tough about the ones that actually are up at the moment? Is there anything catching your eye? Yeah, I was gonna I went right to Devontae Adams. I need him for fantasy. I have him in multiple leagues. I was gonna play the over no matter what it was, but it's not up. We're gonna be eyeing it to see if it ever gets up. I'm going to look at Josh Jacobs, and I know the numbers haven't been great. He has not had a good year. He hasn't had any explosive plays. This is a guy who led the NFL in rushing before. If he's ever going to break out, and it's still a big if, he got his one-year deal. You don't know what he's thinking in terms of what's going to happen next. He's going up against a very poor Packers defense that ranks 30th in the NFL and allowing 155 rush yards per game. And it's not like Jacobs is splitting time with 10 different guys back there. Like a lot of these NFL teams, if the Packers are giving up 155 yards charge per game, I only need less than half of that because his number is 72 and a half. That's what Josh Jacobs number is. He's going to break out at some point. And right now there are only two defenses in the NFL that are worse than the Packers in stopping the rush. And that's the Bengals and that's the Broncos. So I'm going to go with over 72 and a half. If you do a same game parlay, I'm probably going to go with, Packers to outright win, maybe lower the 72 and a half down to probably 65, 66. If you can get it there in terms of alt line parlay and go with the same game parlay and throw a third leg in there, which I don't know what it's going to be because there's so many players not listed and you can't trust any of the green Bay running backs. So 
for straight up prop, I'm going to go with over 72 and a half Josh Jacobs rush yards. Yeah. I mean, if, when looking at the stats at this point in the season, it's always important to look back and see, like, did, is this is this similar to what happened last season? Like, the personnel is pretty much the same just because the sample size is still pretty small. But the Packers had a really bad run defense last year, too, finishing in the bottom 10. So that definitely correlates that they are pretty bad run defense. Maybe there's maybe because of their scheme, maybe because of personnel. But point is, is that the sample size is big enough to make those – to merely make those uh, – to really, really just uh, – to really want to back Josh Jacobs on spot fade in that Packers run defense. Not only they give him the third most rushing yards this season, but their 23rd success rate and 24th in run stop win rate. Like you said, it hasn't been pretty for Jacobs this season. And the big reason why is that these teams are just loading the box against the Raiders because they're, just, they're not scared of Jimmy G drop out of throw despite having Devontae Adams. He's only averaging 2.7 yards per carry this season, just 1.4 yards before contact. Of the only other running backs have at least 40 carries a season. Arbitrary number, sort of, but I just went by the 10 carries per week mark. Only Damian Pierce, A.J. Dillon, and uh, Tyler Algier were worse yards before contact than him. But at the same time, very advantageous matchup. Game script wasn't in his favor last week. Even though you are taking the Packers, it should be a close game as ends by the spread. So it's not going to be the throwing the ball a ton, playing from behind, starting early in the game. And eventually, Josh Jacobs is too good. Like, eventually, he's going to have to have his breakout game. I mean, look at the other three running backs in that list. Jacobs clears those guys and he had, and he was a rushing leader from last season. He's going to have his breakout game eventually. I think he's going to, which is why I like the over there. And, you know, again, none of these um huge on, this is not a game that I love, but I think at some point Josh Jacobs is going to get the job done. And there's no better chance than, than at home versus the Packers on Monday night football. Yeah. And even though I did mention that teams are low in the box against the Raiders, maybe in this one, they'll be less inclined to just because, of the threat of Devontae Adams in that revenge spot. And you know the Packers don't want to hear about Devontae Adams going off on them. So the focal point for opposing defenses has been Josh Jacobs so far this season. Tonight, it could be Devontae Adams. But I like a player prop on the other side of the ball. I'm going to go Christian Watson over Long's reception, 19 and a half yards. This, so far this season, Jordan Love is the highest average at the target of all starting quarterbacks. And Christian Watson is by far the best deep throw on the roster. He went over this mark last week in his first game back from injury, playing a little bit of a snap count. He had one catch of 24 yards to go over that in addition to another short game. But I think with having the 11 days of rest, like you said, and making it through last week healthy, I think he'd be close to full strength this week, or at least a lot closer to full strength than he was last week. And in each of the last three weeks, the Raiders have given him a pass play of at least 40 yards. So this is not a good defense, to say the least. And the marriage of Jordan Love and Christian Watson, a great pairing, because Jordan Love is not that guy that likes to throw it short of the sticks and play conservatively. He wants to air it out. And it's evidence, as we saw in last week, that he's not the most accurate quarterback in the process. Yeah, there's there's things that we have not really figured out this year, and one of them is what kind of impact Watson's going to make with this Packers. And you've seen Jordan Love and the, the, the you know, our, what we think of Jordan Love is still yet to be decided. He hasn't really had a full – healthy offense to run with when it comes to Watson or either one of his running backs. So be interesting to see if they all play, how they're going to do. Uh, but I definitely like your play there. Yeah, absolutely. So let's recap our action here. You lean with Packers on the spread or money line. We're going to go money line plus one Oh five. Money line. Okay. I like the aggression there. I mean, a plus one, plus one and a half versus plus one Oh five. Definitely don't hate going the money line there. So Packers money line 
You like Josh Jacobs over rushing yards, I believe. Let me check that number right now. At 72 and a half at DraftKings. Not like Christian Watson over his long reception at 19 and a half. This will be out by the time on Monday morning, by the time this podcast drops. We'll have our picks article for the evening from PFN's betting team, Kyle Sapi's same game parlay, as well as the player props for the rest of the team. And we'll be back on Thursday morning, preview Thursday night football. 